statement very succinct. It says, to know God is to be God. Yeah. So you know something that's inherently absent. That's being that solution. Yeah? Because it's inherently absent. So therefore, the solution's presence has always been so at all times. Yes? Always available. It just didn't seem that way with the absence's presence. Yeah? The false presence of the inherent absent idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Once that is seen not to be so, then the availability of what's always so is obvious. Yeah. So you, you learn about the qualities of the solution by just finding out one quality of the quote-unquote problem. I'm not that. As long as I'm not that, then the rest of the time there's a being of what you are. And it's never not been that way. But now your attention and interest is, interest is interested in it, and it's attending it. Yeah? Not as you, because that's a form of blindness, but just as interest and attention. Yeah? Just interest and attention is now interested in attending to the absence of you. Yeah? Or what you would call the presence. And because the absence of you is inherently absent, it's, it's a fact, yes? You aren't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Therefore, the presence is completely all the time because it's not of time. Yeah. It didn't appear just when you became absent because you're inherently absent. Yeah. It only appeared seemingly to you because your interest and attention left that little ball of you following it everywhere it went. And now it's opened up to the space that that ball is appearing in. Yeah. And what was, what was referred to as you is now seen as not you, and then there's a referral to you as that, yes, that can't be seen. What can't be seen, I am that. Just like, you know, what's feeling can't feel. You can't feel what's feeling. You can't see what's seen. You can't hear what's hearing. Like oh, teacher used to say, what's conceiving can be conceived of, yes? Because it's just conceiving. There's no way it can conceive of itself because it's, it's the act of conceiving, yeah? So you can't never see the seeing because it doesn't appear as a seer. It's seeing, yeah? So you're never going to get a glimpse of it. But every glimpse is coming from it, really. That's the trip. Yeah. And just entertaining that possibility, it's amazing what can seem to be so that isn't by being entertained. It's really incredible what, what is so while entertained, what it can do yeah, here, how it will manifest here. We've been busily entertaining things that aren't so, and they've manifested in a lot of ways through us, yeah, by our entertaining them as being true, like false evidence has appeared real to us quite a lot, yeah, and it continues to seem to appear real to many of us, yeah. False evidence appears real, but false evidence can never be real, it can only appear real. So what's the quality that's necessary for false evidence to appear real? It needs a you to appear real too. It can't appear real. It can appear real to you. It can never be real. Yeah. So you, a you, that we take to be you. As soon as the a you that the mind's presenting is taken to be you, then false evidence kicks in and it starts to be pretty damn real. 
Yeah? And then our actions and reactions in life come from that ignorance, yes? And they also have their own life. Ignorance begets more ignorance. It's like geometrically progresses. And so you seemingly move away in time and space farther from the point of where the solution is, which is everywhere. Because it, there's a somewhere moving, yeah? So, so Hawkeye Post said it with that statement, you know, whatever can be perceived can't perceive, yeah? And you'll never perceive what's perceiving. Just like you'll never see what's seeing, you'll never hear what's hearing, you'll never feel what's feeling. It's an impossibility. Yeah. Yet, why, why put it as something to have an experience of when it can be sensed as you? Yeah. Way beyond having an experience. Way beyond having like a visitation only to be kicked out on the whims of what's playing God. Yeah but actually a sense of, that's it. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> it's almost like a finality in a way, where you cross a line from being really convinced and unconvinced, really, oh, I really love that, but, and then the story of what you really, your mind's really taking to be so. Yeah? Oh, I really love the light and everything you're sharing, but, and then the reality of the mind's world shows up. None of that, it's beyond, in a way, it goes, it's not there. It's convinced, surrendered, yes? It's crossed the line where there's really no turning back. The mind may have little scavenger hunts there, yet you're not that. So you're not the movement that crosses back and forth from the line of false evidence to what's real, yes? And if that's what occurs, a lot of people, their interest and attention still goes with that, and they call what, if they actually call what the interest and attention is illuminating, they call themselves the interest and attention. They believe they're, they're the one that's interested and attended to that idea. Yeah? But it's just interest and attention. And then the interest and attention, it hits the border and doesn't go over anymore after a while. It just stays in the space, so to speak. And the mind, it's always, as soon as the mind crosses the border, the conditional mind, and it realizes the interest and attention is behind it, it starts looking around, and then it tries to run its really great moves on you. But, you know, if you don't come, it's, uh, <laughs> but you just, you just don't cross the border, and then false evidence is very clearly seen from this side of the border as false. Yeah. And what's to do, what is there to do with false evidence when, you, when it's seen as false? Absolutely nothing. What's to do with what's not happening when it's seen as it's not happening? Absolutely nothing. And how much time would it take to do nothing? No time. That's the time of solution. Yeah. There's just the seeing. There's many scenes of that, but bef in the in the middle, in the beginning, in the end, in the gaps of seeing that, is seeing. Seeing is uninterrupted. It's not caused by something being seen. Some object doesn't cause the seeing. The seeing is always there, always on. Yeah? There's an aspect of it conditioned here that it sees things. Yes? We call that a form of looking, in a way. Self-centeredness. 
But it doesn't mean that it needs a thing for it to be seen. It's constantly seen. Yeah. And that seeing, like Ramana said, is to know the seeing is to be the seeing. Yeah. It's not to know the seeing is to be the seer. It's to know the seeing is to be the seeing. Yeah. It's to know the truth is to be the truth. It's not to know the truth and then and to be the truth holder. No. That's the mental conditioning. That's the subject-object dynamic of conditional mind. So when it comes upon something, it comes upon something as something else. And then that something else claims it. Like the truth or awakeness. It says, I'm awake. And that proclaims, it makes this giant like kingly proclamation. I am awake. I am the seer. I am the divine being. I am the, I am the, I am the, I am the, I am the. But as soon as the claiming occurs, what was never lost becomes seemingly lost. Why? Because of what preceded it, the finding of it. <laughs> so if you're not the finding, you're not the finder, you will not be the loser thereof. If you're the finder, you will definitely lose. But if you're not the finder, then you're not the loser. Then what's, it's always so. Something that can't be found and can't be lost, obviously is always here. That's the beauty of it. It's a, it first of all, it, it, it cuts a major stream of conditional mind, which is time. It really affects the bondage that time produced by our inattentive uh, obedience to it. Yeah? The believing of time. The not always the moment is preceded by a past and a future moment that provokes agitation because you've got to get... Yes? There's very little ability to rest in this moment because it's bookended by other moments seemingly in the past and future moments that you better fucking start doing something about. Yeah? So there's a very difficult way to rest yeah, in that because you're in time. This is about the timeless solution starts downloading and it has a huge influence on the effects of time to the mind. Yeah? It really loosens it up. Yeah? And you'll see, once it loosens up, what a major player time is in the generation and the agitation and the reinforcements of the sense of self. Yeah? It's a huge player in it. Huge player in it. Because when you're pictured in the past, you're pictured as a body by the mind. Yeah? The thoughts, not thoughts that are seen as yours and about you, they don't just have that effect. The mind works in metaphors. It produces pictures. And so the picture it produces when you're thought about in the past is of a body. And when, when it's concerned and the mind is obsessing over what could possibly happen to you in the future, that obsession generates like a holographic image in the conditional brain, yes, as a body. Yeah? It's like getting tattooed every day yeah? with this image. And yet, attempting to get out of it because it's really, it seems like it has a role in being, in why you are being driven crazy. Yeah. So time has a, it's a big player, man. The whole support system is drenched in it. It's usually drenched in it. Yeah. You see it. 
you can see by your condition. Some days days go really slow, and, and this sometimes they're really fast. Time is very plastic and elastic. Your mind's playing with it, yeah. But its main agenda, in a sense, is to bind you to the idea of being a body, because that's what's pictured in time. That's what's presented as what's on the spiritual journey. It's a body. What other? What else takes a journey but a body? You know. What What else climbs? You know the major mountain of detachment and then rises to the occasion and stands on the apex of clarity. It seems like a body just went on a journey. Yes, it's all held a body. This isn't about stopping it or not. It doesn't matter. Just see it. If you see it, the bonds will get loosened. That's how I found out. Yeah, you entertain information that's being given to you and being actually brought to you by energy, hopefully. And that energy, combined with the understanding, can produce, like my friend says, it's not a production, but it can lead to your mind entertaining a vision, yeah? which is much different than a view. A view, though practical here, doesn't really hold water when the shit hits the fan. Yeah? It's like a, it, has, it has an ability to sort of limit effects of things, but the vision is when you see that, that they have no effect at all. Yeah? The view limits their effects, but vision is you see they have no effects at all. It's much different. Because to see something that has no effects at all takes no time. Yeah. So the light, you know, this way of seeing just stabilizes. isn't wedded to that mental horse running the race of time. It actually is interested and tends to what's happening. And also what cradles what's happening, which is what's always happening. Yeah. The no-thingness of it all. That interest attention now is interested and attentive to that. And of course, in this place of manifestation, that interest and attention, being interested and attentive to that, will show uh, an expression. It will bring about an effect here. Just like your faith put in the wrong vehicle, let's say your conditional thoughts, will produce an incredible amount of anxiety, yeah? Out of nothing, really. The same faith, not put in that system of thought, but let it be sort of navigated or distributed by another source or another center, not self-centered, but maybe another center, if you like to say it. And then that interest and attention also produces effects in manifestation. For me, it's like an ease and comfort or a traveling light or over terrains of your life. Yeah. And therefore, you know the problem by the solution. It reverberates because you're getting relief where you never got relief before. All you got were plans to get relief or uh, possibilities of getting relief and an incredible amount of arrogant knowing the problem, but you really didn't, the problem, knowing the problem really didn't bring about relief from the problem. It actually exasperated it, you know, the anxiety, right? To know you're fucked is, I think sometimes it's better to be fucked and not know it than to be fucked and know it. Yeah. 
It's a lot of people, you know, they can tell you the size and the dimension of the hole they're in, but they still fall in the holes. I mean, what's the point of that knowledge? But I like the way Ramana says it, to know God is to be God. To know, to know what's seeing is seeing, is to be seeing. To know what's hearing is to be hearing. And so therefore you live what Buddha supposedly said. When you see, see. When you hear, hear. It doesn't say when you see, you know, concentrate on the seer. It doesn't say that. He says when you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. So it's beautiful, isn't it? So while they're seeing, to know that, to know that with this message, it's, then there's the being. I am, I am the seeing, yeah? I am not the seer. I am not the looker trying to be the seer. I'm not the looker that was once the seer and wants to be the seer again. It's just being seen. Being what's hearing. And like we said earlier, you'll never be able to, you'll never be able to hear what's hearing. You'll never be able to see what's seeing. You'll never be able to feel what's feeling. The eye will never see itself. That's not that. That's a form of knowledge in subject-object that we're been engaged with as a conditionality. Yeah, we know things, we know objects to us as the subject. But to be what we are, that has to be seen, not to be so. When you're not the subject, then knowledge transforms into being. Yeah? It doesn't transform into you knowing, it transforms into being what's been known, so to speak. Yeah? So you know, by what's been known, that's the being of it. Yeah? So then, your interest and attention gets trapped with this incredible, enticing presence. And it doesn't scurry back or forth, because the strings of time are cut. And so you're able to really enjoy peace of mind, like it says in recovery. The peace of mind is available, but usually we're not, because we're constantly moving on this little linear storyline of time from there and then. Yeah? But the peace of mind is always like a sun overlooking all that activity. Always able to be enjoyed, yes? But the mind's unwilling or unable to stop because it's addicted to time, yeah? To stop is only like a, a mental pause between the past and the future. It's not really stopping, yeah? It's like taking a breath and getting girding your loins for the next rush to somewhere where you have to be or get or have or whatever like that. Yeah. But in this, the strings have been t t like cut and your interest and attention doesn't get drawn this way. It stays here. And then you meet. Well, you don't meet. but In Sufism, they say you meet the beloved, yes? You meet the beloved right where it always is, which is now. Yeah. And this now isn't bookended by there and then. 
So you sort of, in a way, you meet the beloved. But when you meet the beloved, you meet it as the beloved. Yeah? And then that strong compulsion for the mind to leave and go this way and that has been weakened because the interest and attention has been taken away from it. And the only, that aspect of mind that's playing God needs God's juice to do it. And you are the harbinger, the receptacle of the God's juice in this manifestation. If you don't give God's juice over to the self-centered system, it can't play God. Yeah? It will act and pantomime the playing, but it has to have God's juice to play God with. It doesn't have any energy or power to generate itself. It uses you, what you represent, not you, you know. It uses the God's juice that you are, that you are the you're the imminence of, the potential of, and it, by claiming it to be about it, it you, the God's use goes over to it very willingly in a sense, and now it plays God. Yeah. False evidence starts appearing real. What isn't happening becomes more important than what's happening. The thought system casts you as a body. Every day you're listening to it. I mean listening to it, because you usually hear it, but listening to it, when there's that focused attention on the thoughts, it's just, all it's reverberating is, I am a body, I am a body, I am a body, I am worthy to be worried about, because something can happen to me later, and because it's happened to me in the past, and the interest and attention gets just caught in this world, yeah, and by its incredible power, it produces, uh, like, it, it's light hitting this thing produces an image of you. Yes. This is Paul. What happens? The interest and tension is freed from that orbit. Yeah? The inherent absence of this becomes obvious, and that's the sense of the presence. Yeah? I don't see you getting it there any other way. You can't get it, as like we said the other day, Many of us are seeking our own, our own absence, but we want to be there when we find it. Yeah? Many of us are seeking our own absence, but we want to be there to get it. <laughs> That's an impossibility. Yeah? <laughs> to question your presence is how the absence is revealed. Yeah? By questioning, who is it or what am I? Yeah? Am I that? By seeing I'm not that, then the inherent absence becomes obvious to mind. And that's the set, very, very strong sense of presence of what? Mind. But how could the absence get to that presence? Yeah. If the absence is taking itself to be the presence, how is it? It has to cast the presence as something other than presence. It has to cast it as an object that the, I'm going to get. Yeah? I'm going to be there when it happens. <laughs> but you'll never be there when it happens, because it doesn't happen in time. It's already so. And this is of time. This travels in and as and of time. It can't find what's timeless here. But if I'm not that, the timeless may dawn on it, yes. Dawn on the mind. Once it dawns on it, the light comes on, false evidence is seen as false evidence. 
Things that used to really be confusing are very clear. Like my friend used to say, blue is blue and red is red and yellow is yellow. You start seeing things much in a much clearer light because now the life is illuminated. Yes. You're not living in, the, in an eclipse calling that the sun. The eclipse, that movement of mind has moved away and there's the sun as it's always been, bright as hell, and now what you used to be looking at, you start seeing. It's different, yes? Because the looking is a form of blindness. The seeing is revelatory. Yeah? You find out. And finding out has a huge impact. Not like mental knowing. Mental knowing can have a huge impact, but usually followed by its opposite. Sooner or later. This doesn't have an opposite. You find out. And then something like surrender becomes surrendered. In, 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 this. in other words, what were experiences or, or infrequent visitations become states that you travel as. Like when I, some things were happening when I was, you know, I got this information and it was blowing my mind, I'm sure. But I remember when I'd have like a big cocoon and it would be, everything looked exactly the same, but it just dropped like 10 feet to another level of relaxation. And the, the thing that was constantly the tentacles of knowing, yeah, d couldn't even pick it up. It was months before it dawned on my little narration. Something must have happened. Yeah, <laughs> because it's sort of like that. It's like the eye of Sauron. You ever seen the movie Lord of the Rings, right? When Sauron's gazing over all the realms, he's looking for his freaking ring, you know, the ring of power. So he's like constantly looking at it. But see, when this starts eroding the system from underneath, yeah, the eye of Sauron puts no value in this. It can't make anything out of it. It's not a ring of power. You're not going to get a kernel bars and become, you know, a hierarchical position. So when, it, when the eye of Sauron is constantly looking, looking in time for this, it misses the whole thing. And by the time it starts really getting aware or conscious of what's going on, it's like Ramana said, you're in the, head, you're in the mouth of the tiger, it's too late. It's already a done deal. It can't claim it fast enough. It's already broken through a certain level of bondage and it's never bye-bye. It's like the horses are out of the barn, never to come back. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but it may be the case you're all in.
Yeah? Because we got addicted to what we, what was a temporary relief from the from the the original problem, let's say. And then what happens is when more addictions occur, your interest and attention just gets put farther, farther out into time and into things, and it, it's farther and farther lost from the source. Yeah. Because now it's dealing with like the third thing, shopaholism. And then uh, when I, if I, you know, before that it was drug addiction. Before that it was, you know, porno. Then it's drinking and drug. You know, this is on and on. But it, it just. The interest and tension is difficult to get to the first one because it's identification as. It's an incredible maneuver. Because, like, when I did coke, I never thought I was coke. I never crossed that line where I called myself cocaine. You know? I just <laughs> never did, really. You know? I mean, and I loved coke. I mean, my mind loved it. I mean, I've never loved anything more than that in this world, really, in a mental way. I loved shooting cocaine and everything else. <coughs> but I never became coke. I never thought I was cocaine. <laughs> we're starting from that point of thinking we're something that we're not. We're, that's where we start from. I mean, for you to get there, if your obsession must, would, have, would have to be the most extreme obsession to even get close to crossing that line and becoming what you're obsessed over. But we've already started from that point in the first addiction, which is the addiction to self. We take ourselves to be what we're addicted with. Yeah? I mean, it's incredible. And from that, as soon as that's not seen, it spawns tons of other shit that we're trying to deal with as the source of them all. <laughs> so instead of getting relief from, we're trying to get relief as. Our idea of freedom is as a self. I want to be free as a self. So don't tread on me. Fuck you. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. Being totally driven by the mental. <laughs> yes, I'm free. I choose everything I want to do. Fuck you. I'll say fuck you when I want to say fuck you. Something that made the decision to say fuck you way before he even thought he said fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you're just like a puppet, but you no, my freedom, I'm free. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I'm free as me. I'm as free as I can be. <laughs> That's not that free, bro. <laughs> this is free from. Yeah? Not as. If you're free as, it's it's just false evidence freaking appearing real. It's got to collapse. It always will. If you take a position, you'll be shown as a hypocrite, like all those other people are. Yeah? Because it's all false. It's, two, it's like two-faced in the Batman comics. It's two-sided dualism. So, hypocrisy, in a sense, I mean, righteousness, indignant righteousness, produces perversion. Yeah? They go hand in hand. If you're thinking you're righteous and pointing the finger at everyone else, you've probably got a lot of dirty laundry sooner or later. Yeah? It's just inevitable here. But this is free from. Free from. And therefore, you don't know the freedom, which is the product line of selfing, but you find out about freedom. And I'll tell you, when freedom starts downloading, what, one of the first things that has to start going is all your little con conceptual like catacombs that are left up there about how things should be if you're spiritual or they're spiritual or teachers or 
paths or practices, all like that, they all, they all start getting, when this starts reverberating, all those concepts collapse. And it's totally, it's like an economical paring down, not an adding on to. It's totally, constantly, you're being revised and revised and pared down. So like when they make bikes, they keep making them lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. It's not making them heavy and heavier, it's lighter and lighter. Just keep paring down, paring down, paring down, paring down. And as, in a sense, it's almost as if you disappear here. Yeah. And that's the presence. Yeah. Like we were talking about at the, at the, in the corporation, this lady we were staying with in, in New York, in New Jersey, she works in the corporate world. And so they have these... Uh, uh, ready rooms before they're going to do talks. So they sit in the ready room and they go over the talk, right? So I was saying, that, you know, you know, then they probably have a ready, get set room and a go room, yeah? But, <laughs> so, but we just leap right to, <laughs> we, we bypass the ready, get set, go. <laughs> Because it's just going. <laughs> I've never prepared in my life to come and talk. <laughs> the, whole, the whole point is here before we even get here. <laughs> it's just accessing it. <laughs> anyway, I better get to the I better get to the ready room. All right, I'm getting ready. Set, okay, set. Get my lovely eyes going. Jeremy, I love you, bro. Yes. <laughs> okay. Go! <laughs> it's so much quicker than that because it's timeless. It's timeless. I mean, timeless. Attention and interest can meet it, but you, being attentive and interested, cannot meet it. Interest and attention can meet it, because it's not bound in time by being identified as me, the one who's attentive and interested. Yeah? Attention and interest is always at its beck and call. It's always there. Always. Always, always, always. But when it's you being attentive and interested, it's drawn out into time. It's made into a story. Yes? It's made into a story with peaks and valleys of experiences, on and on and on and on and on. Because once the interest and attention is claimed by you, which takes time, the mental process takes time to do that, then the immediacy of the solution is missed. It's a little bit of time's put in it, and then a little more time we put in it, and a little more time we put in it, and a little more time we put in it, and it's like putting a shell around something. Just a shell of conceptual ideas, so where you miss it. You miss what you were seeking, in a sense. Because now you can recognize it, that it's familiar to you, but what that is familiar to isn't you. It's a mental fucking system that's drenched in one of its main attributes, which is the quality of time. Timelessness bypasses that. Timelessness intersects that. Timelessness is at every moment of every bit of time. Therefore, the solution is always available at all time because it's not of time. And it doesn't take any time to get ready for it. Or to go or get set. Yeah. The ready, 
go and get set may be an expression of it, but it's never an achievement of it. It's really cool if the meditation, the being meditated, is so. Then when you sit, if you sit, if that's what you do, if you have time, then it's incredible because it takes no time. <laughs> you know? Because it's like the meditation, the, what's meditated, finds a very nice familiarity sitting quietly, maybe. Yeah? But it's not brought about by the sitting quietly. It just finds, it be, it's, it's, it finds it's more, it's just, it's more conducive for it to be. So, yeah, it just makes it easier or more obvious. But it's not what produces it. It's what's meditated. And you'll never know what's meditated. You'll never know what's meditated. You're going to be what's meditating. Be what's meditating. To know what's meditating is in a, it's a whole other world. It's a world of time and concepts and things. To know what's meditating. But to know what's meditating in timelessness is to be what's meditating. To be it. Yeah? And if that's hit you a while, a long enough time here, in this little dunking of dying, and then the, the ability of mind to... to Fool thee, in a sense, will diminish greatly. Yeah? And so, you'll never, you'll never, your interest and attention won't go into the train of becoming, you'll just stay in being. Yeah? Because the mind is attempting to become all day, a self. But the being is already, always so. Yeah? The mental movement is to become. Yeah? It's constantly looking to become, which is a way of avoiding the being. Yeah? But you won't, your interest tension won't go there. And it will rest in the being. And you'll have immunity to all the becoming. Which is what your mind's attempting to produce all day in you. By putting different mental states there and the thoughts that go along with them, you tend to become what those thoughts are about. That's what the mind does, yes? It's constantly in a state or moving into a state of becoming. Becoming you. Because you are not being you, but you can seem to become you all day by having an, un, an unaware listening to that thought system. You will be constantly becoming you. You'll feel like you, but that isn't a feeling, that's not a, a starting point, that's a production, the feeling like you. But this is being, it's different, yes. The being is the vision, yes? And understanding is to point out, or a view is to point out that you're not what's attempting to become, yeah? If that's entertained, the mind leaves that understanding, it's done its job, and now it's seeing from what? Being. And what does it see? What's constantly becoming. And what does, and what is it all distill into the revelation? I'm not that, yeah? And therefore, what am I? I am the seeing of what I'm not. I am the being that's seeing all the becoming. I am the being that's seeing all the becoming. And it will
stateless and it will states will arise that will stabilize so the ability to enjoy peace of mind will be available the ability to do a lot of things that you never thought you could do or a lot of things that you constantly thought you could not do yeah stop these things come to pass if that's if that be the case but what now is intended to is the seeing of it all yeah and that didn't get ushered in when, by the, when you seem to arrive, and it ain't leaving when you seem to go. There's just seeing, and it is of timeless nature. Yeah. What's to do with nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Sit there. Nothing's getting really heavy. I really want to make something out of it. <laughs> when can I start becoming? I mean, let me understand this and let me become like it. No, let's just see. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I've got to get on with this because time's running out. I'm not that also. I'm not of time either. And then, ha, nothing. Pretty cool. <laughs> As soon as you see that, oh, I'm doing it again. No, 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 no. That's all it implies, but it doesn't make it so. Yeah, you see all the, you watch the agitation of conditional mind. You watch it getting the, oh, i got to get out of here. It's getting unbearable. Nothing, i got to have something. You're not that. Yes. Yeah. And then what occurs is, snap and now you can enjoy peace of mind you can enjoy the sense of being here yeah, you can sort of relax chill out you could have 10 time massages in a row and want to produce a state of relaxation like this not if self is the one that's getting massaged or claiming it. No way. <laughs> no way. This is about really just... So, it's a beautiful message, I think. And you have an interest in it. And nothing can stop that. You do. No matter how much claiming the head wants to do, that interest is like a sword. It'll just keep going to the true source, not all the false evidence. It may have to, sometimes it may, like, it looks like it needs a machete to get through the conceptual jungle, but that interest and attention cannot be stopped returning to its source. It cannot be stopped. It can be sort of waylaid and misdirected, which is what's, what selfing does, but we're giving you a very nice solution to that. You're not that which waylays and misdirects it. You're not that false home that it's been trained to go back to, which keeps this self, this loop of self-importance going, yeah? You may not be that. Just by entertaining it, this gets a little weak, 
that interest and attention may turn and miss this mark and go back to its source, yeah? To what it really, from, once it, from whence it really comes. Not from you, but from... And then, when it returns, in a sense, into this world, it's going to enrich you. Yes? How could it not? It brings the incredible gifts of nothingness, yeah? To this place of des desert-like somethingness, yeah? How many people have got the ultimate epitome of pleasure and it always switches to dissatisfaction? They get so much of something, they get bored of it. They screw the most beautiful women over and over again, snort the best stuff, have people kissing their ass every day, get the best seats at every restaurant, and they like get bored stiff of it. Yeah, because it's still something, but nothing. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so, I think I'll end on that note. I'm getting all these new jingles up. I like that. That could be the name of the book. I think we'll use that one. I like that. So, any questions tonight? Yes, Mom. I have one burning desire. I wish I could come in here and you would just laugh for the hour. <laughs> would, you, would you go in the uh, preparation? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs>